Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. Uh, I know we've we've had a, a couple or a, a couple of hell of a busy week um, since the, the last time we talked uh, on a lot of things. The the one thing that I as soon as we uh, jumped off last time, I remember I, I missed um, talking about was uh, I I got a curious note in the in the mail um, that looked something that was semi official from the state of Illinois Cook County government. Um, I was like, this is, this is interesting. Um, and then I, cause I wasn't expecting anything, um, you know, as you're wont to do when you get something from, uh, from the government. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so I, I opened it and it was a, a summons for standby jury service. Um, and so, so this was a first for me. I, I've never been on, uh, um, uh, jury duty before. I've never gotten a jury duty notice before, uh, or anything like that. Uh, and so it was, it was interesting looking at it where, uh, the service date is Tuesday, October 31st. Um, so it'll, it'll be a uh, Halloween day at, uh, the, uh, um, at the courthouse, which is, is going to be interesting. Um, and then, uh, seeing that and just, just reading some of it was, was very interesting. Um, and, and so it's kind of like they're half, uh, like half in the 21st century versus uh, half like still back in like 1930s. Um, so it's like be prepared to stay until at least 4.30. Okay, not bad. Um, <laughs> bring something with you to read. Odd. Uh, bring change for vending machines. Odd. <laughs> and then please dress appropriately. Shorts are not acceptable. Um, uh, e- even more interesting. Um, so, so there's a, a bunch of stuff reading through here and, um, uh, cameras and radios are not allowed. Uh, jurors are exempt from the court's electronic device ban, um, which is good. So I, I don't know why they're, they're making, uh, you sure you bring something to read while jurors are exempt from the electronic devices. Um, cell phones and laptops may be used in the assembly rooms, but turned off when you're sent to a courtroom. Um, and then it just show your summons to security when entering the courthouse to, you know, bring your electronic devices in. Uh, so, uh, that, that should be interesting. Um, now getting out of, of work for a day to go do this, I have no idea what, uh, what, uh, I'm going to actually do with that. Um, but that'll, that should be interesting. I, I told, uh, Amanda, I was, uh, going to just go ahead and, and wear my, uh, my kangaroo onesie and, and see what they think of that one. Um, just <laughs> to, uh, to wear that. Cause I mean, technically, they're, they're not, not shorts. Yeah, they're not shorts. I mean, so it's, I mean, it, it fits into their category. So, you know, you're, you're the, you're the guys that asked me to, to be there on, uh, on Halloween. So if that's, if that's what it is, that's what it is, you know, so be a type thing. Yeah. Just make sure you wear a tie to be business appropriate. Well, that's what I said. Like I, 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 I said, you know, we can, we can dress it up. I mean, I'll make sure I wear my good shoes. Um, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and, and bring out the tie and make sure that whatever, whatever we've got going there is, you know, looking on the up and up, but I mean, that's, uh, pretty much exactly my thoughts. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. There's, uh, there's also some, uh, I can get public transportation from downtown. Uh, but I don't think that's really going to matter. Um, the, the one, uh, the only kind of good uh, side effect of this, and there's some stuff on the back, like 
fill out the juror information form and like, um, have you been convicted of a crime? Are you currently uh, a party to a lawsuit? Um, are you injured, et cetera, et cetera? So there's a lot of random questions. Um, and they're asking for like your occupation, your employer's name, some of this stuff. Uh, but then back on the front of it, there's, you know, I can take public transportation or I can get public transportation from downtown to the courthouse, which there's, it's a, Cook County is a rather large county for those of the folks that, you know, aren't familiar with uh, the um, geography of, of the greater Chicago area. Uh, but it ends up being something where uh, this courthouse happens to be very close to the place that I go to play Magic. Um, so I'll probably end up... Uh, if, if I do have to end up staying the whole day, I'll probably end up uh, staying out there a little bit longer in the evening and playing and playing magic. So it kind of ends up being a, uh, uh, a, a beneficial catch 22 instead of having to just be going to somewhere random and then getting stuck and, and not having to worry about uh, uh, figuring out uh, how I'm getting home or what I'm doing or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. Like, um, you know, I remember the, the few times I've had, uh, I've been summoned for the jury duty. And after my last, uh, you know, uh, excuse, they're just like, my request for an ex excuse, excusal. Uh, <laughs> they were just like, you just go. <laughs> so, so what's the process? I mean, uh, have, how many times have you done it before then? Uh, three. Okay. And then is it basically going in in like waiting oh. for them to come talk to you and then or oh. to get called up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, not even like that. Like I basically just, um, I didn't even go in. I would just sit there and the first couple of times I was like, this is going to be really tough for me to do. And they're like, okay. And then the last time I was like, this is going to be really tough for me to do. And they're like, okay, excuse. I'm hoping that's the way it so goes. Just, uh, one of the guys at work, uh, ended up having something, uh, uh, I think last week or something where he was getting, he got called to serve on something. Um, and he had, uh, made up some, uh, raps that were all about our, our teammates. So, um, obviously you, you know, how, uh, interesting and, and how, uh, you know, how lit, uh, some, uh, uh, information technology based, uh, uh, freestyle raps, uh, have to be. Um, so I told him just go in there and, and share everything via his, uh, his, his rap voice. Um, and yep. he should be good. Yes, I concur. I believe that would be a, a fantastic, uh, fantastic way to go um you should it's more the world needs more rep especially about it yep technologies uh maybe uh maybe your teammate could be that new uh oh god do you remember that commercial for that for the like the it the the tech college or I, no free college the free college oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah i know exactly which one you're talking about oh yes the education connection Education Connection Match me with the right college for free Get a 
And I, I like, uh, I mean, we're not claiming credit for this or anything, and I, I guess who is actually uh, uploading it or whatever, but I, where I paused it when it started auto-playing was there's a little overlay there that says download the song at snoopdogmerch.com. Hashtag sponsored by Snoop Dogg. Not really. We're not. We should be. We could maybe get Snoop Dogg to sponsor a podcast. Well, I mean, he's he's a uh, multi-talented now. I mean, he's got the uh, he's he's got a show with Martha Stewart, so he's branching out into multimedia. Dumb. Um, and then I want to say he's sponsoring or like he's part owner of multiple sports teams. Um, yep. So uh, I mean, that would be something else that would that would be worthwhile there too. Yep. Hey, oh, this is what I was looking for to send you. <laughs> this makes me. <laughs> there you go. That's just a uh, that's a uh, that's a little that's a little Easter egg for our Patreon subscribers. You oh, can subscribe to our Patreon at Patreon dot. <laughs> that's even better. Um, <laughs> so that's uh... That's even funny. We uh we went to go see uh Trevor Noah on Friday night as he had they were recording uh last week here in uh Chicago for the Daily Show. Um and then he had some he had stand up dates Friday night, Saturday night, and then this upcoming Saturday. Uh we had tickets for the early show on Friday. Uh and the fact that this is a trap remix uh, reminded me of, of one of the uh the bits that he said where it, it basically sounded like uh um he 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 was always a big fan of hip hop um growing up, but he just he doesn't he that's when he realized he knew he was old, was that now that uh there's there's new music that he just doesn't get where he, he where he says what are they saying? Um, and so it basically said to him, like trap music sounds like his brother just got beat up by kids outside and he ran in and he couldn't really say what he was saying. Where now it's like, <laughs> and so he had like, he, he basically did like this whole like trap remix of just like playing like his brother getting beat up and trying to talk to him and, and everything like that. So, uh, it was hilarious. And like, this is how I know world. Amanda and I are sitting there looking at each other going, what's trap music? <laughs> see, Rick, Rick, see, I bring, see, I bring the, I bring the youth viewers. I have, or listeners, I have my, my, my thumb on the pulse of youth culture. Have you heard about this thing called bottle flipping and fidget spinners? There you go. Yeah, no. uh, yeah. Fidget spinners are one things that I'll, or one thing I'll never uh, um, buy into. Kind of just like pet rocks, but you know, just more flashy. Um, but then, like, kind of on the same vein, like bottle flipping, um, and then like cup stacking is another thing that's like insane and something I don't understand. And like I've seen around in lots of places. Um, but yeah, so so I mean, uh, it, I, I definitely feel older by the day. Yeah, so my favorite thing is how sad all millennials that they literally have to play with trash to entertain themselves. Exactly. Or is it just like a? Is it just like, like social commentary and nobody realizes it? 
Yeah. I, you, it, <laughs> I mean, growing up, we, we would go out and play. We actually played games or, you know, we went to the library and got books and all that stuff. But then now it's just like, yeah, all they're doing is playing with trash and or uh, watching other people do other things. And so, I mean, I understand the irony of that is people will be listening to us talk to each other. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely playing with playing with trash and playing with uh, toys that are just meant to be meant to kind of take up time and not have a, a purpose or uh, kind of a, a very uh, uh, acute social commentary. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, oh gee. So I doing, you know, I, uh, been really, you know, obviously stressed with stuff going on and everything. And so, uh, I was hanging out with a, with a a guy that, uh, I was hanging out with Max. You you remember meeting Max Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, and he was hanging out and (laughs) over here and I was getting him out of the house so I could go to bed, uh, cause I had to work the next morning. And I just started for some reason doing a really bad mix of like Jerry Seinfeld and Don Pardue. Uh, Don Pardue's the announcer was the announcer for Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just started doing a really bad impression of that. Like I don't know what it was. I was um, I was sitting there and I'm just going. I was sitting there. I'm like making a reference. While I was doing that, I was making a really weird reference to uh, a Ronald Reagan film called Bedtime for Bonzo. Okay. That's actually <laughs> one, of, one of his films that I know. It's probably one of his more popular ones. Yeah, so which is just a, a weird thing to reference Ronald Reagan. B, reference that movie. C, in a really fucking weird... Uh, oh, I just earned our explicit tag for today. Yep. Uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, um... You can't break can't break with tradition. Um, just a really weird uh, impression to to pull out. Um, yeah, because I've been working on my like I was I was telling my aunt we were waiting in the uh, we we're waiting in the hospital. I was telling her, I go you know it's like all my impressions that I do are just really weird because they're not a they're a not relevant. Uh, B they're not um, <laughs> they're not what you would expect coming from someone who looks like me. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, how many 350-pound black guys do you know do a Woody Harrelson impression? Exactly. <laughs> you know, well, and I probably shouldn't be doing the Woody Harrelson one anymore anyway, so, because um, that's probably, he's probably going to get caught up in a whole bunch of stuff anyway. Um, but, yeah, so, wait, deservedly, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, like, Ronald Reagan, like, that's a, that's a, that's a weird one. Um jimmy stewart like like. well that's another one where i I think he's one that gets covered a lot and uh, there aren't many people that or i mean again as we're kind of uh delineating ourselves uh in in certain age groups uh there probably aren't many people younger than you that know of jimmy stewart i would imagine most of the people my age probably don't I'd say probably a good 50 50 whether they they understand Jimmy Stewart or, or who he is or not yeah and the, and the key to Jimmy Stewart is really just I don't do a great one but it's just like uh you just stutter a lot yeah and you're like I don't want to die Clarence that's a pretty good one that's a definitely right? hell of a lot better than than anything I've I've ever uh, uh kind of quoted from him right like 
so it's like you just like stutter a lot into it <laughs> and uh yeah so you know so but i mean that's not gonna make me fa- like, it, like it's not even like a useful skill be like i can do jimmy stewart and like okay that's great that he hasn't been cul- culturally relevant since he's been dead <laughs> well you know but, they say everybody you know the, all their stuff really takes off after they die yeah yeah so yeah he's probably rolling over in his grave <laughs> Uh, listen to this one. I, I, I got this guy, this, uh, this huge black guy, just doing impressions of me. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. The the astoundedness there. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you you mentioned um, uh, yeah. being in in the hospital uh, with your aunt, and so I had actually spent some time uh, more recently in the hospital as well. Um, since, uh, last, I, all these dates are blurring in my head now, but basically last Monday or two Mondays ago, um, I went to the gym, no problem in the morning and then felt my back felt a little weird. Um, and I'm like, okay, well go home and just try to, to take it easy and and not do anything. And then just as over the course of the day, it kept getting worse. Um, and I couldn't sit still. So like, I couldn't even like sit in my chair to do work. Like I threw a pillow there. Um, just to kind of like close the gap between like sitting up and like where the back of the chair normally is and everything. And then eventually like I had to like turn the chair and like sit like half on the pillow and stuff. And it just wasn't, it wasn't getting any better. It really felt weird. And then it got a little bit better. We had to go to a doctor's appointment with Amanda. So I did that. And then, uh, on Mondays with the the new magic set coming out, I wanted to draft since I, I missed a lot of draft for the formats when they first came out. So it was like, uh, mm-hmm. like I'll just take some Advil and then try to push through getting, get out there. So I had my bag on my back, which wasn't too big of a problem. Cause it was kind of like counteracting, um, the pain in my back where it, all it was wanting to do was like making me or forcing me to kind of flex my back. So by carrying my, my work bag on my back, it kind of actually helped to kind of keep the muscles engaged and everything. Um, but then got out there and was like, yeah, this feels weird. So I just kept trying to drink a bunch of water and just, and I, I ate a sandwich there, which was probably too much to eat. But um, so I'm sitting there, and we're, it's the first. I think it's the first week of draft for for the format that the store was having, or maybe the second. Um, so it was a pretty decent packed house, um, and just waiting for everything to go. And it just this pain was getting worse, like as I sat there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now all of a sudden it started to kind of migrate. Um, so it started to migrate towards the front of my body, like or from my lower left backside. Like it was all. All I kept thinking was. I guess it was good that I had the levity to be thinking this while the pain was happening. Um, but it was basically like, uh, she'll be coming around the mountain was playing in my head. Um, <laughs> cause literally this pain that felt like, uh, like a, a face hugger from aliens was just going from like my left lower back out around to like my front lower hip. Um, and so it, it felt like there was definitely, uh, you know, people on the move or they were, they were going the, the Oregon trail of, uh, <laughs> of my, uh, you know, my nerve endings, uh, was, was getting traveled. Um, and at one point, like it legitimately felt like the, the top of my left hip or like the, the top of my, uh, my pelvic bone was just going to explode through the front of my body. Um, so I, I can only imagine what I looked like, uh, with some of the guys there like sitting there where like, I'm just trying to like curl up into the fetal position, sitting upright while also still playing magic. Um, and so just like, <laughs> Oh, I'm good. And like, I, I know I snapped at one guy cause he was, he was slow playing, not intentionally. Um, but he really also didn't 
know what he was doing with his cards. And so it doesn't take that long to make a decision when you don't have a play on the board. Um, and so it was just kind of like, <laughs> we're, you're going to have to play faster. Like this is, we're going to have, and so I was just trying to get through it. There was like one, one round where magically everything felt fine. And like, I, I didn't notice until like I, the match was over. I was like, Oh, I actually feel pretty good. Um, but then afterwards, like, so it, it got to a point where like on a pain scale of like one to 10, it was, it was a definite 10. Um, and then the, the rest of the night, it was about a six or a seven. So try to, to rough it out and then just go through the rest of the night. Um, draft ends, catch an Uber home. Um, and then I come back and start talking to Amanda and we start just looking at stuff. And then it was like, yeah, it sounds like that could be kidney stones. So I was like, okay, so let's let's look it up on uh, on online. So bring up a, a couple of websites and like we're she's looking at one, I'm looking at another, and going down the list, it's like this type of pain, blah blah blah. It's like, yep, yeah, okay, so all of it. So it's like, what causes them? Okay, uh, this these types of foods, uh, sweet potatoes. Well, I've been cutting up sweet potatoes every Sunday, meal prepping for the last six weeks, and having sweet potatoes with every meal. So check, that's a big fucking check mark. Um, Next one was vitamins, additional vitamin C supplements. Well, going into cold season, I generally tend to up vitamin C or at least take a vitamin C supplement so that I don't, you know, get cold or I can uh, help supplement my immune system and things like that. So I just started taking that a couple of weeks ago. So there's another big check mark. Um, another one was I've forever been, you know, a huge soda junkie um, and switched over to. Uh, um, uh, carbonated water, like the LaCroix type flavored water, whatever. Um, and so that's another one that has, uh, this specific type or, or causes. So it's another big goddamn check mark. Um, and then there was one other thing that I forget that was there. Um, but it was like all these things that I've done supposedly for my health were now kicking me kind of right in the kidney. Um, and then also kind of just up and to the right of the balls or up into the left of the balls, depending on, you know, your perspective. Um, and so, I mean, the only, the only, you know, down or the only upside was we went on WebMD and it didn't turn out to be cancer. So that's a positive. Um, yes. uh, and I could not fall asleep that night. I could not get comfortable. Um, and then just woke up Tuesday morning, took a, like took a work call on the fetal position in the couch where I was running the call. I had the laptop on the couch, but I was just laying sideways, typing, taking notes and acting like everything was fine. But at the same time, like if, if it, if it was a video call, it would have been hilarious. Cause like you just would have saw like, it was like, I was a cat cl like climbing on top of the keyboard just because there was no way I could have sat upright and done that or anything there. So, um, after that, it was just like, okay, screw it. We got to go to the ER. Um, we, cause this is, this is not getting any better. Like there's nothing that I have here that I can take that is going to make this any better. So we just need to figure out what it is. So we go there, um, they do some tests. They give me some painkillers. Don't really do anything. Um, they up it to, to give me some morphine. That's when I started actually feeling a little bit better. Um, and then like, yeah, so everything you say pretty much says that it's it's going to be a, a kidney stone. So we'll run some. We'll we'll get a, a CT scan, see see what it looks like, and go from there. Um, and they're like, oh well, we got it back, but we didn't actually find anything. So I'm like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Um, so they didn't find anything there. So what they thought was that, you know, intense pain that I had that was migrating from my back to my front on Monday night was me actually passing, um, the kidney stone then, which is a plus because that means that there really aren't many more there. Um, but that also means that it's not definitive. So they don't really know what's, what's the problem. Um, 
and so the entire time uh, Amanda and the doctor are talking um, and kind of figuring it out, and the doctor's like, well, you know, they say like that's the, the closest pain that, that men can feel to having childbirth. And I was like, well, I never said I wanted to experience childbirth, so it's perfectly fine that I, I could, you know, forego this pain and, and not have this e- either. So, um, so I mean, with that is just the, the, the unexpected adventures of, of me in the hospital where, uh, you know, eat, eating right and trying to correct my diet and everything just ends up kicking me in the ass uh, in the long run. So that's what you get. And what they they think happened with me being in like the fetal position and overcompensating with everything on Monday was um, I pulled a back muscle as well. So it was the pain and the residual pain of passing a kidney stone and pulling a back muscle. So that's awesome. Um, So my back has been about 95% back. It's, it's been hurting a little today and, and that, that minor pain is back. So I don't know if it was something else I ate or something else that kind of kicked up something else, but, um, I, I've been drinking more water than I ever have in my life. So uh, basically been drinking probably about four liters of water a day. Um, so if I'm slow to respond to anything, it's probably because I'm peeing. Um, and so <laughs> that that's basically where like uh, I could, instead of having a sit down desk at the toilet, I could have a standing desk over top of the toilet because that's just about as effective now because um, if anywhere, I'm spending more time act- actively peeing than doing anything else at the moment as I now go take a sip from my 32-ounce uh, uh, jug of water. <laughs> well, learning, learning a little bit every day. Learning, learning about, about, about peeing. You can pee in a, you can get a catheter and get yourself a little well, foley. That was, that was one of the things that uh, we were talking about. And then uh, I had the, the same coworker who was the, the rapping coworker uh, going to, to jury duty, um, had a similar experience. And so we, we were trading some stories there. Um, and then, uh, and so I was like, yeah, just thankfully there wasn't anything left over. They didn't have to go in or it didn't have to, you know, do any surgery or, or any procedures for it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but just talking about, you know, what we, what had to do after diagnosis and, and things like that. Um, and then I go, like, I follow up with my primary care physician. Um, and I was like, so how much water should I be drinking? And he's like, well, I don't really like to say, like, give quantities of that. I'm like, <laughs> that's kind of the point, though. He's like, well, you should just drink enough not to be dehydrated. And I'm like, but if I am dehydrated, then... How will I? <laughs> exactly. If I am dehydrated and I've been drinking water, you can't just say, well, drink more. And then, like, okay, is that one glass more? Is that a gallon more? Is that a fire truck more like i mean give me a little bit here so uh i've been i've been kind of going off the deep end and drinking a lot more and then seeing how it goes from there yeah yeah so i got a chance to finish about a week ago i don't think that to talk about it um but i finished life is strange oh awesome um that game sucks uh so you know i'm a sucker so first of all it's just clear i'm a sucker uh, for visual novel adventure games, kind of like that style of life is like life is strange. Mm-hmm. I used to not like them when I was, um, I used to not really be into them when I was younger. Um, but I think you can do a lot more alt art, uh, video games become more compelling as a medium, as an art medium, um, through that style of, um, through that style of gameplay. Um, where you take the time to build solely and uh, 
allow the player to discover and develop the world that the character is in um, and tell your story through that way. Really good example of that is Gone Home, um, you know, which we've both played. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so you see stuff like that. Um, there's one, uh, an indie one, I think it's called like That Dragon Cancer. Um, and deals with uh, where folks are using the 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 guy who made that uh, basically made the game um, to deal about like his son dealing with cancer um, and dealing with pediatric cancer. So like it's you can do a lot with that medium when you just guide people through in a certain way to tell a certain story. Um, so I love those kind of games because. Um, I think one of the most important things you can do as an artist, as a creator is to make sure that you're telling, um, telling the story that you want to tell, um, which, uh, comes across in any art form, regardless of the medium. Photographers want to make sure that the picture that they capture tells what they want it to tell and what they see, what compels them to take the picture. The same thing with artists who sculpt and paint and draw, they want to be able to show their artwork uh, that it conveys what it needs to the same thing with musicians. They want to make sure their songs convey what it needs to and tells the story that it needs to. Um, so when it, so, so needless to say, I was super excited to see life was strange was free on the PlayStation plus network. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Sony. Yep. Um, <laughs> and for more Sony goodness, you can subscribe to our Buzzfeed article, Twitter, um, those are just words I just know. Um, <laughs> uh, so needless to say, I was, dude, I was stoked. So it was like a couple, it was like a couple, I think it was last month. And I was really stoked because I was like, great. Like, you know, it's still like a $30 game at GameStop for the complete season. Um, you know, um, and I'm a sucker. And the thing too is I'm a sucker for those Telltale games. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, they've been on my radar for a while, but they're not ones that I've yeah. actually jumped into. But I've had a lot of friends that have played them and have, have been uh, very positive about them. Yeah. So as once again, you tell me it's an adventure game that tells a story and it's like low on gameplay. Like nowadays, for like the, especially when you you tend to be more busy, um, it's easier to sit down and go. I played for three hours. You know, and the game's done. Yep. And you necessarily don't need to go back to it. So it's really like it becomes more like a movie and you be, you get to experience everything you need to. Um, so I was really excited to play Life is Strange. I've been hearing a lot about it. You know, um, when it had come out, it was really popular on YouTube for like the YouTuber videos and stuff. So I was I was excited. Um, so I got to play it and I played it a little bit and um, it's nothing but cliched characters doing cliched things. And none of them are likable. None of the decisions make sense. Um, I don't know how long. Let me see when that game came out. So I can see whether or not if I'm okay in spoiler territory. Um, okay. Um, okay. So two years? We're in three years? Yes. So it looks like three years. Uh, I feel that's enough spoiler spoiler range, um, so I won't go too heavy into it. Uh, but basically, uh, the whole idea behind the game is that um, 
your character can rewind time. Okay. Um, right. So something happens, you can rewind time, go back through it, you know, and take another, make another decision. Mm-hmm. Really, once again, you, you've nabbed me with things that I like. I like time travel. I like that as a game mechanic. That seems really good. Low game, low amount of like time-based gameplay for me. And you're telling a story that's supposed to be more artistic. Um, this game came was published by uh, Square Enix. Um, and boy, does this game feel um, like uh, it, it feels very boxed. Um, so the overall story could basically be taken as a metaphor for the main character dealing with their sexuality. Um which is part of the reason why I think so many people enjoy this game. Um, and with that being said, when somebody is supposed to go on a journey of self-discovery like that, they're supposed to be likable. Mm-hmm. The people that go on the journey with them should be likable. Yeah, it's kind no. of different as far as uh, like think of the different experience that like the Lord of the Rings or fellowship of the rings would be if it was, uh, Frodo and six assholes that went with them. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, uh, the characters just aren't likable. The main character, like they put like crappy little puzzle elements into it to get use out of the time mechanic, uh, time rewind mechanic. So like for instance, um, there's a a characters that your character, uh, is in a time crunch and she needs to hide. Uh, the only place you can hide is in the fucking closet. So you go to open the closet, right? Uh, Oh, a lamp falls over. Now you have to rewind time, move the lamp and hide in the closet. The only issue is, is that it doesn't give you the option to move the lamp unless you've already knocked it over first. Oh, okay. So like, that's just a waste of time. And there are a couple puzzles that are like that. Um, the whole game, I won't give specific spoiler endings, ending spoilers, but the, the whole game just doesn't move. The characters are interesting. The tro- okay, so here's one. Um, uh, here's, there's a, a choice where something very negative happens to uh, one of the characters in the game. And uh, in the dialogue, there's two options. Um, and... Uh, one option is the dialogue options basically break down as go to the police or look for proof. Um, and the character, basically, uh, if you hit uh, look for proof, which basically is, you know, which you would think, well, we want to be sure that we go about this the right way to do what you need to do before you go to the police, right? Look for proof. That's, you know, that's probably close instead of just like go to the police. Um, and if you hit look for proof, you basically shame them about the negative thing that happened to them, uh, which isn't what that should be. Yeah. It's instead of looking for evidence or investigating, you don't necessarily like, it's not a, you don't, you, yeah. I mean, plain and simple, you you don't necessarily go into jumping into, to victim shaming at that point. Yeah, yeah, and um, and then go to the police is basically I, the answer that you're supposed to go with. 
But like it's not set up in a way where those things are very clear, which I feel is a trap to use the rewind mechanic. Um, and also is just outrageous. Like the amount of victim shaming that happened in that was bananas. Um, and like really made me feel like really like I very really am I like disgusted. Like when it comes to like just wrong dialogue choices, mm-hmm. like if you pick some like Mass Effect is notorious for this, where you would be like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, Shepard disagrees with this reporter. And, like, Shepard just punches the reporter if you pick that. You know, so, like, you know, stuff like, every once in a while, like, that doesn't match at all. Uh, The first Mass Effect is really bad about that, too. Um, But this one, I was just like, that's just wrong. Like, that's not, like, that's not the appropriate response to any of that. And there's a lot of that where the responses don't fit the... um, with the dialogue choices or your choice doesn't have the intended response that you want or just doesn't make any sense at all or just goes goes one to ten and ten being cliche land. Um, there's a uh, yeah in the, in the main the, the other main character is just not likable at all. Um, and it's weird. And then as the game goes on, it keeps saying your choices have consequences. Yep. And which reminds you several times in the majority of your choices do not have consequences. Um, okay. Or affect anything. Actually, the big, basically the big, the, the, the reason that I, this game, Promptly goes in the you, you the the this game is not great pile is basically the whole point of the game is to not make any decisions and that makes more that same it makes more sense if you play it or actually look for the specific ending um the spoiler the spoiler endings so um yeah so it's not it's just it was very disappointing um you know and i was bummed but you know, it's one of those things where, you know, the, the those free network games are nice. Uh, so you don't actually have to spend your money. And if I paid $30 for that, I would have been heated. Absolutely heated. Well, but, uh, that's there's a, a couple of other games that just came up uh, on my Steam watch list that were um, similar to uh, uh, Gone Home and, and some of the stuff there for, for that. So those are some I might I may check out based off of of that um but those are generally the ones I, I try to catch when i am uh looking at it from a uh, uh like a sale point of view as opposed to um you know the the less interactive more full price ones yeah yeah absolutely like i mean um you know it's just it's just something that that baffled me just absolutely baffled me that like a lot of people like that game and I could not see why. Um, like I could see why. Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, especially if, like, um, you know, because it sort of does, you know, they sort of tiptoe around, like, her, the main character's sexuality and that kind of stuff. And, um, but they never commit to anything, and that's the big thing. Um, you can't make a lot of decisions. It doesn't matter what you do. Um, it's just really, it's nuts. It's, 
it's really nuts and like not necessarily the best play experience like i shouldn't finish something and be like gee whiz i feel like i wasted my time um but you know that's that that's the last big thing that i played um i tried to play did we, did we talk about do we talk about it last time <coughs> we talk did we talk about a metal metal oh jesus let me uh let me stroke out over here metal gear solid five uh we've talked about it before but i don't remember if we actually did cover it or not so let's let's go let's jump in anyway and then uh, if not it'll be a refresher i i think we talked yeah. about it at some point um because I remember mentioning my cheap way of getting into Metal Gear Solid with uh, borrowing my friend's save file and just playing with the invisibility cloak. Uh, but I don't remember <laughs> if that was when uh, if uh, when I was in town and that was after we... I think that was after we were off mic and you were showing me the game closet. So I don't, I don't think we had uh, talked yeah. about it since then. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it, it just was uh, Metal Gear Solid. It was I played it a little bit. Not going to continue playing it. Not, not winter. It just... Uh, you, like what's happening now is that after I've had we've had an insane year for games, um, I've had an insane year for games. Just being able to be on the 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 precipice of experiencing one of the great game media years of my life. I, I've never been in a year where a, I've been able to play so many current releases um, when they come out, and B. Um, be able to experience so many good games at once. Like the folks, I think it was like 90, 93 or 94 in America where like a lot of really good games came out for the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And it's like something very similar to that. This year you've had Breath of the Wild, uh, Persona 5, um, Horizon, uh, Near Automata or Automata, Mm -hmm. um you know uh you know super mario odyssey is probably going to be amazing uh wolfenstein 2 i've never been like i'm buying games i'm buying two games a month for the rest of the year which is like i've never been like that ever because i never care about AAA titles but i do, do i want to play a new mario platformer I, I'm gonna, yeah. Well, that's uh, I, I, ironic you say that because that was the next topic I had on my list here of uh, of that is uh, getting your opinion on Super Mario Odyssey because that's uh, definitely what I'll be pulling the trigger on later this week. So, yep. Uh, oh, excuse me. Um, yeah. So I'm actually really excited for Super Mario Odyssey. I think a good Super Mario game or a good Mario game actually makes or breaks a platform. Uh, uh, the platform that it's published on. Mm -hmm. I um, for instance, agree. Uh, for instance, I have a Wii U, and I, I know many people are like, why do you hate yourself so much? And um, the reason that I got it was I was able to try out Super Mario, the new Super Mario World um, on, a cons on that console. And uh, like back when um, Nintendo actually did a really good job for their E3, um, instead of basically doing coverage of stuff, they basically said, hey, um, you can go to your local Best Buy and test out the games. And that's what I did. I have a, It was the year Luigi, so it was like 2014 or something. And 
you were able to go and just test out the games and play. And I played that, and that was the first time I had played a Super a Mario game in a very long time. I did not own a Nintendo console before the after the GameCube, mm-hmm. and I sat down and I played it. And I was like, "Wow!" Like the game was really good. It felt you felt a bit of the awe that you felt when you first picked up one of those games that really showed you what the system could do. It was a gorgeous looking game. Um, it was fun. I was able to play with other people at the time. So it was a very nice experience and it basically sold me on the system. Um, you know, compared to, and some folks are like, well, the, the 3ds Mario has been like that. There's something different about playing games on a large screen. Um, it's just part of the experience of gaming. And that's part of the reason why I think the Switch is going to do really well and continue to have a very long life because you get handheld, but you can play it on the big screen, and that's a huge thing. But exactly. uh, so, so for Super Mario Odyssey, um, I think it's really important. That game has to be good. There's a reason that that game was not a launch title. And it's because they wanted to spend the extra time for polish. I can almost guarantee it. Um, Breath of the uh, Breath of the Wild was absolutely amazing. Um, and if you take that idea and just add, you know, just take that same level of care and, and and handling of that game and apply that to Super Mario Odyssey, you're gonna have a fantastic plat- platformer in a time where the platforming genre desperately needs to be reinvented. Um, because we, we've been sort of spammed to death with two or three of the following categories for the last last bit of years. Mm-hmm. Um, First-person first shooters? Yeah, there were, you know, two AAA titles, two AAA first-person shooters every year for the past decade, so... Yeah. Um, at the very least, per year. At the very least. Um, and then uh, action platformers. Um, a lot of action games, basically, you know, it's it, you don't see the platforming as much, but like Uncharted and that kind of stuff, Uncharted, Tomb Raider, action platformers. Um, and they also added open world nonsense into that, too. So um, <laughs> I was going to say the last was open world games and just in general. I'm just so like I like linear games because they're easier to play through the stories. Um, you know, you would almost classify, um, the Bloodborne and Dark Souls, all that kind of stuff as action games, but because of the the precision of the timing, they're sort of like, that's like what action platformers evolved Mm -hmm. into. No, I I agree. Yeah. Like, and, and those games aren't, I, I don't have a lot of fun playing those games. Um, you have to run around a world and dodge a whole bunch of stuff. I don't like, I don't know. Like I expect more from my games, but, um, but at the same time, I I mean, that goes back to a lot of the stuff we had talked about before when we first jumped into a lot of the video game discussion and kind of just what we like in games now versus what I like 
as a kid or as you know a teenager or whatever where i i don't necessarily mind the straightforward games now because i go in i play them i know what's going on i can do something i can feel productive and i can jump out as opposed to a lot more of the open world stuff or some of the other stuff where it's just mm-hmm. it's so open-ended where i feel like i'm constantly lost i d- never have an idea of what i'm doing um and it ends up being <laughs> something where i and it's the main reason why I don't play a lot of free to play games or I play absolutely zero mobile games um, is because you you take a breath and the game changes so fast or there's so much more content that you feel left out on that I don't feel the need to jump back into and try to actually catch up and, and you know, stay abreast of everything. So it just ends oh, up being yeah. where having the, the straightforward uh, linear storylines uh, makes it easy so I can just stay cognitive cognitively engage with the game and not feel like I'm left behind and uh, so far behind where I just feel like quitting. Yeah. I'm uh yeah. So like I'm, I'm, so I'm really nervous. One of the games that I want to get is Wolfenstein two, the new Colossus. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't bought a shooter. Uh, well, okay. I got, I got tricked into buying overwatch again, but um, outside of overwatch, um, which I always I get to play with other people. Um, outside of Overwatch, I have not bought a shooter since. Let's see. Halo Reach. I think was the last one. Wow. Yeah. Like I have not sat down and, and bought a bought a shooter. Um, and I'm nervous because like, so I guess like Bethesda is like really clamped on the multiplayer mm-hmm. on Wolfenstein too, because they say it would distract from the single player experience. So I'm like, God, that, that story has to be really, it's either going to be really good or really bad. And at what point, you know, I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous to buy, I'm nervous to buy a first person shooter because I don't even know if I want to. Like, if, you know, like, I want to experience that game. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just nervous about it. Yep. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how good it's going to be. Well, similar, I was thinking of that earlier. We were catching Supergirl from last night. One of the commercials um, on there was for the new Call of Duty World War II. And so it's, it's interesting to me where they pushed Call of Duty so far that now they've kind of broke space-time where they went into the future, and now they kind of ruin the gameplay that way and they're circling back and having time fold itself and kind of go back into the beginning of the fps uh style era so uh it's a an interesting one for me to see if that's going to work out yeah i uh yeah so i'm i'm you know i'm looking forward to it um i so this is this is always my dilemma is that you you might be in the same way but um because you also have a switch so we can we're switch buddies um, Speaking of which, we have to add each other on there because I don't think we have it because I've been yeah. delinquent and doing anything with it besides from playing Mario Kart when I should be waiting. Yeah, they had a new uh, update come up on it, but um, yeah. So, I, uh, oh, excuse me, I could just stop, stop yarning. So, yeah. So they um, it's coming out on the Switch, and I know Doom's coming out too. So. So possible, like I don't know if I want. I feel like I want to get it for the Switch, but 
I don't know how long I'm willing to wait to play Wolfenstein 2. I feel like that's a game that's really going to cat like um really benefits from a lot of the buzz. But I mean in this in plus 2 like so there's going to be Wolfenstein 2, Super Super Mario Odyssey. Uh then in November the new Pokemon games come out um which are going to be the last ones uh for the 3DS generation. So that means the next Pokemon games are going to be console games, which is going to be pretty nice. Um, and then something's probably coming out in December, just cleaning up probably the rest of the games that you wanted to get. But um, yeah, I don't know if like this year in games is really good. Is next year going to be good? There's a new Shimigami Tensei that's a Switch exclusive. I have no idea what that is. Um, <laughs> so, uh, here's Donald and his illiterate, illiterate Japanese skills. So, a Shimigami Tensai is basically like demon Pokemon. Interesting. Um, um, it's the persona is a part of the Shimigami Tensai series. Okay. Um, but it focuses more on, they tend to be more cynical and there's a tone difference. Um, like I have a couple of them, you know, they're all right. Um. But so that one's going to be a Switch exclusive, and it's a lot, they're a fair amount more difficult than Persona, which kind of just makes me a bit flummoxed because some of those Persona games are a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's more difficult. You mean fucking unplayable? <laughs> so, yeah, so there's, uh, there's that. And I think, uh, you know, so like that's coming out. I'll probably give that a try. Um, you know, I, it's not Persona 6. I understand that, but you know maybe holds holds you holds you off a little bit, um, and gives you something good to play on that because it's not like the Vita is going to get any love. Um, oh yeah, definitely. I uh, yeah, so I actually started playing through, um, yeah, just a lot of good games. Like just I've been GameStop. So GameStop did so first. I'm a sucker for any time there's a sale, um, and especially at GameStop because. Um, if you do it right, you're, you can, uh, really maximize your value. And I ended up picking up a Dogenrampa 2, um, for the Vita. You show my Vita a little love cause I, I need some games for that thing. And, um, yeah, so, you know, it'll be, it'll be good. Um. You know, it's it's pretty it's a pretty interesting uh, interesting game. I got man, I got suckered. I got suckered that last sale they had. They had a buy two get one sale for the uh, for the prestige locations. Uh, I got suckered, man. I I did it. I spent like a hundred bucks on video games. I didn't want to. Like I left confused and penniless. Yeah, uh, buyer's regret, buyer's remorse. A little bit, like you know, like I picked up Overwatch again, and then picked up a uh, Omega Ruby um, pre-owned, which sucks because they didn't have the case for it. I picked up Street Fighter Five because um, I've been wanting to play that, and uh, my roommate and I have been doing more gaming downstairs uh, because of the PS4 Pro, mm -hmm. and my roommate's been neglecting to buy more multiplayer games. Okay. And the last, the last time was that we've, like, last time we got on, be like, you know, be like, hey, I'm like, you should get some games. And they're like, okay, okay. And then 
And they're like, hey, I got hats. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's like, just get Street Fighter Five. Like, because I have the I have the new membership, the Elite Pro. Yep. Which is a twenty percent off coupon all the time. Oh, that's nice. So yeah, um, so yeah, you get twenty more. Per- you get twenty percent more in your trade-ins, and twenty percent off of your pre-owned stuff, uh, which is really nice. All of a sudden, all those twenty-dollar games basically turn into fifteen-dollar games. Don't hurt as much. Yeah, exactly. Um, and when you go and buy for the buy to get one, the idea is you spend thirty dollars on sixty dollars worth of games. Um, ends up translating into a really fancy half-off coupon. Um, and you earn points faster. So, um, you know, if you go and spend and do a lot of trade-ins there like I do, um, there are going to be trade-in points where I'd be getting as much store credit as I could get for something after I sell it on Amazon, um, which is actually really nice. I could take a $50 game uh, when they have a trade-in trade in bump for 60%. I'd get an extra 20% on that, which is about what you retain if you sell something on Amazon. So that's actually not too bad. Um, and especially with all the, like, all the gift cards and stuff they have, um, you know, you can get Netflix subscriptions. That's not bad. I mean, yeah, well, just I mean, just being able to to convert anything into that is is pretty awesome. Um, where the one of the stores that we had popped up for getting some stuff prior to the wedding, um, we needed to get comic books for some of the the boutonnieres we were doing, uh, and I noticed that it we had a comic book store out in the suburbs, uh, and they also happened to have uh, magic uh, stock, and they run magic events and stuff. Uh, but they also, in their case, they don't have a ginormous case, but they have um, a handful of uh, some nice little duels. Um, and so this past weekend we were driving by and my mom wanted me to pick up something for a gift for somebody. Um, and I saw on the outside, it was, we buy comics. So I've got basically a gigantic, uh, Rubbermaid bin full of like five long boxes of comics. So I'm mm-hmm. going to go try to convert them into dual lands. Um, just because the, the majority, like I probably only need to keep like half of a long, long box for the, the comics that have sentimental value for me right now. Um, so just, you know condense those down from uh you know 25 cubic feet of paper into uh, a couple cubic inches (laughs) cubic inches of of, uh, paper so yeah i I definitely know that feeling yeah so i mean it's it's good um speaking of books and comic books um i've gotten yeah my roommate's been interested in writing poetry so we went to a local bookstore um I don't know if you ever got a chance to go to uh, Quail Ridge Books when you were uh, in town, um, but they're an independent local independent bookstore. One of the reasons that uh, we went was because they have a local an NC writer section, um, and it's always fun to go to. It's always fun to go to a bookstore or go someplace where you're like, oh yeah, I know this person. I you know I can I've met this person. This is what they're like, you know that kind of stuff. Um, and that's always fun and a little bit surreal to be like, oh, man, there's my buddy Mike from the stupid anthology. It's not stupid, but, you know, mm-hmm. or there's Susan and, you know, she's in this, too. And it's like, you know, like, oh, should I buy this? Because, you know, like six of the writers in it, you know. Um, 
So we went to the local bookstore and I picked up, uh, because I'm a moron. Um, uh, so there's a book that came out a while ago, uh, which is the base of artwork. Uh, the, it's the art of Atari. Oh, awesome. Uh, right. That sounds like it's so got some pretty good, uh, I, pretty good targets in there. Right. So I am a huge Atari fan, um, specifically for the artwork, because I did more um, growing up. Uh, I would go over to my aunt's and she had an Atari. So I would sit there and play the Atari. Or if it was too late, I would. Um, uh, wow, that's still <laughs> it's still. And I just tried to send you that link on that. So I'll just do that on Facebook. Um, hashtag is podcast sponsored by Mark Zuckerberg's defense fund. Um, uh, so I would flip through a lot of the pamphlets and stuff and a lot of the old bark box art. So I was excited to see this, what I thought was the art of Atari collection uh, in person, uh, because this way I could get it and it would not be damaged through the mail. Uh, because it's published by Dynamite um, and I wouldn't, I, I've gotten a lot of things in the mail damaged. Um, so, and it has like a lot of nice, um, you know, gives you a breakdown on some of the artists on uh, their profiles and, and that kind of stuff. So really good, like really good sucker coffee table book full of nostalgia. So we're at the bookstore. I got my little poetry books and everything. And I just pull the, I pull this book off, check it out. And I get it in the car and I crack it open. And it turns out what I got was the art of Atari poster collection. Nice. <laughs> so I have, uh, this book of about 40 Atari posters and I'm sitting there and I feel I got in the car. It's like feeling foolish because I was like, you know, it's like I should have actually paid attention, but I was just so excited to see what I, you know, yeah, to see that. Uh, but it's funny as I sat there and told my roommate, I go, well, I've guessed, you know, I don't need to put those posters up right now. They're, they're ready to frame. You just cut them out of the book and you can frame them. Yeah. That's like, that's the selling point on the book. Like, <laughs> I was like, well, now I've got artwork for Japan, so um, there's going to be a lot of confused Japanese women that come over, and uh, <laughs> you're like, what is what is what is all the what is, what is all these these framed posters on your wall? I'm like, well, so this is a game that was invented in the '70s by Steve Wozniak, where you're a spaceman breaking debris. With a ball that comes back to you. And they will promptly leave. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. If Steve Wozniak actually did line breakout. Let me see if. Like that's probably wrong. Uh, speaking of things that are. Uh, scary and, and causing people to leave. Um, you uh, you ended up watching Stranger Things, right? I've seen the majority of it. Okay, so you haven't seen all of it though? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I was correct. Steve Wozniak designed breakout. What is wrong with me, dude? Why did I know that? Well, as for somebody who collects, uh, uh, all types of games, vintage and otherwise, I, I would hope that that would be on your radar. So, yeah, so that's, uh, the one, the one hopefully bingeable thing I'm, I'm going to try to do this weekend at some point is catch at least a couple episodes of the, the new stranger Things season, since that's something 
that is definitely one that is uh, when I first started watching it, I had to stop myself from watching all of them in one sitting and, and basically finish at six in the morning. Um, so we'll, we'll see where that goes this, this weekend, but uh, uh, we got a lot going on, but I, I want to catch some of those too, since that's a pretty damn good show. That drops on Friday, correct? Yeah, it's it's their usual uh, Friday at, at midnight, so um, there'll be people posting about it uh, during the day on Friday already. You know, as I'm getting back from, actually, I've got a follow-up doctor's appointment in the morning, so there'll be people like posting that they've watched all of it by the time I'm done at doctor's appointment, which will be insane. Well, for once, it won't be me, unfortunately, because I have to work Saturday, so um, it is that cuts into my binging, binging strategies. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Netflix, uh, quick shout out to them for the sponsorship of the Rick and Don show this week. Uh, <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Sandy Wexler and other uh, bombing Adam Sadler, Adam Sadler films. Um, the Cobbler. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'll check it. Like, I still have to finish two episodes from last season, um, but I feel like I have the gist of what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, enough in the show where I might just jump into season two. I would be good for the holidays. I've actually want to. That was um, when I caught it. I caught it back uh, last Christmas break when I actually had time off that I could dedicate to just relaxing and not giving a shit about anything else. Yeah. So I actually watched uh, the first part of uh, the first season of Stranger Things, the majority of it, while just downing Ecto Cooler um, because it was on sale. So uh, I, I drank so much Ecto Cooler, dude. I, uh, well, I mean, it's, I, it's a straight throwback to the 80s, so it's a perfect combination. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, so much. Like, I don't think I'll ever, like, if Actor Cooler ever comes back, I'll be like, cool. Like, I've had my fill. Like, you know, I'll probably do that. Like, I, like, I do not, like, man. You, 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 it's, it's past nostalgia. Like, you, you don't need to follow up with it for anything. Yeah, you know, it's like maxed out. I have leveled up my Ecto Cooler in exactly. my life. Um, I haven't leveled up Crystal Pepsi though. I'm trying. I want to find it. I'm glad you finished um, that sentence that way because you were going with Crystal, and I was hoping you weren't <laughs> going to say meth, and then that would have just that that would have taken us on a whole different slant. Oh yes, back when I was a wee lad, uh, you could get Crystal meth from the ice cream man. Please listen carefully. 